Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Stay connected and never miss a beat with AT&T. Our reliable network covers more roads than any other carrier, ensuring you're always in the loop. Whether it's tournament upsets, buzzer beaters, or social media buzz, stay up to date. Don't let the action pass you by. Check if you're eligible for a free trial of in-car Wi-Fi at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. And keep the madness going. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hello and welcome to the 49ers First and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter Lindsay Polares and a special guest, Larry Kruger, host of The Krug Show. Larry, thanks for joining the podcast. Oh, excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely. And it always feels off when there's no 49ers football on Sunday, but... The team sure is feeling good after winning their last contest in Seattle, and I hope the faithful enjoyed their Thanksgiving weekend. The players had a chance to rest up and watch the rest of the NFL battle it out. Lindsay, how important are those extra days of rest before heading into a big game like the 49ers have ahead of them? in Philadelphia against the Eagles. I think any days at this point in the season for the 49ers and really any team across the NFL that you can have off just to rest, recover, recuperate are so, so valuable. And to have three days with no football, the 49ers return to action today on Monday. Um, It just gives them a chance, too, for those injured players to have a few extra days also to get their body right and do everything extra that's needed to get back to 100%. We saw Aaron Banks return for the first time in a couple games. Uh, He played against the Seattle Seahawks, but was limited in practice previous two weeks. So I'm sure a few extra days don't hurt there. We're also looking at offensive lineman Spencer Burford, who sat out of Thursday night's game because of a knee injury. Uh, Head coach Kyle Shanahan said he would have had a chance to play if the game was Sunday, but with the game earlier in the week, um, that pretty much ruined his chances. So again, a few extra days, never going to hurt for people that are just dealing with some nicks and bruises of the season. And before we dive into the upcoming Eagles matchup, let's take a look back at Thursday's game against Seattle. Larry, what were some of your biggest takeaways from that 31 to 13 win? Well, I mean, I think it was the way that Brock Purdy played. I I thought Purdy played incredible football. Um, But, you know, when going through the tape and looking at it a second time, this was a total team effort. On all th- in all three phases of the game. Um, the 49ers made big plays on special teams. Mitch Wisnowski pinned the Seahawks three times inside their own 15-yard line with punts. I thought those were crucial. Uh, guys like Womack and Luter, who were just recently activated, made big plays on special teams. 
offensively, Purdy, McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo, uh, Jawan Jennings, guys, had a, one of the most amazing plays I think I've seen in a long time. Uh, and then on defense, I mean, if you you know if you look up and down that that box score, Dre Greenlaw, Lenore Hargrave had a great game. Fred Warner, Nick Bosa on the fourth down stop, Mooney Ward. That might have been Mooney Ward's best game. I mean, there were there were at least a dozen defensive players that really um, made major impacts in that game. Ambry Thomas maybe had the highlight of his career with that interception. So. I just think that it's a total team effort. And to what Lindsey was saying before about the rest, you know, this Eagles team they're playing just just played 92 snaps um, on defense against Buffalo. And I believe they played 72 or 75 against Kansas City the week prior. So, you know, I think, you know, these are real, real bodies out there. I mean, I know it's their TV images to a lot of people, but. Um, you know, I, I got to wonder about the fatigue level of the Eagles coming into this game. Yeah, after that Seahawks contest, running back Christian McCaffrey praised the 49ers offensive line and emphasized how hard they work in the run game. So, Larry, I have two questions for you regarding San Francisco's O-line. One, how would you grade their performance over these past few weeks, especially with seeing a few shifts due to injuries? And two, how tall of a task do they have in front of them with the Eagles front seven? Well, the Eagles front seven is tremendous, first of all. I mean, we don't know about the status of Fletcher Cox. He went out with a groin injury in this game and didn't return. And the way he was moving on the sideline, it makes you wonder if he'll be able to go. But Hassan Reddick and and, uh, Jalen Carter and just the depth of the Eagle front it's going to be a formidable challenge no matter what. As far as the Niners offensive line, I think they're kind of peaking a little bit. You know, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but since uh, Aaron Banks came back, um, I think he looks rejuvenated and fresher and more explosive. Trent Williams is obviously the best left tackle in the game. And I think with Feliciano at right guard, and I'm a big Spencer Burford fan, but the the you know having a guy like Feliciano – who's a veteran and being able to plug him in at right guard, I think you're already starting to see uh, the impact of that. So I think the Niner offensive line, to be honest, is peaking. Nice. Now looking at the defense's performance in Seattle, Fred Warner shared after the game that defensive back Diomedo Lenore doesn't get talked about enough. So let's talk about him. Larry, how does his versatility to play outside corner and nickel influence the 49ers defense. Well, he he's he's taken to playing inside, which you never know how it's going to shake out, right? Cuz it's they're very different positions. But Diamador is playing really well on defense and he's become a very uh impactful uh hitter. So I mean that the the play that stands out to me guys was you know the Fred Warner and Lenore combo tackle on DK Metcalf on a key third down that forced Seattle to punt. Um, I just think that Lenore inside is starting to look kind of a little bit like, like a K1 Williams or a Jimmy Ward. You know, he's, he's starting to be a very physical player. He understands the run fits and each week he makes fewer mistakes. So I, I think Lenore's got some great upside inside. Great. So Lindsay, as we're slowly approaching the month of December around now is the time the league starts to talk about 
postseason standings. So how does the 49ers win in Seattle reinforce their spot in the division? And what impact does the upcoming Philly game have when we think about the entire conference? Yeah, so their Thanksgiving Day was a huge day for the 49ers, and some of it didn't even involve them. Um, you start the day off with the Detroit Lions loss to the Packers, um, and that actually helped the 49ers once they won also later that night to shift up to what would be, you know, very preliminary uh, postseason standings. They'd be the number two seed if the playoffs started today. Obviously, the win over Seattle just helps them within the division standings. They were the front runner going in and have solidified that, extended their lead. Um, So the 49ers have positioned themselves as best as possible up to this point. Obviously, week 13 coming up is going to be a really big deal because if the playoffs started today, the Eagles would be the number one seed. They would get that first round by um, if the 49ers can get a win in Philly that will still keep the Eagles in that number one spot, but it'll just get them that much closer and, you know, it'll keep their hopes of that number one seed alive. So we'll have to see how it all shakes out. And since the 49ers didn't play over the weekend, I'm sure a lot of the faithful shifted their attention to the Eagles and Buffalo Bills matchup yesterday. Philadelphia came out with a 37 to 34 win in overtime, found a way to come back and take control of the game late in the contest. So Lindsay, Through the lens of San Francisco's perspective, what did you learn from the final minutes of that game? And what are some things the 49ers should expect this week? You know, I don't know if it's something that we learned necessarily, but it's something that's kind of just been a theme with the Eagles throughout the entire season is that exactly what you said, they will find a way to win. This is a very gritty team. This is a team that does not give up and they make big plays when it matters the most. I mean, there's so many examples, even just in the final minutes of that Eagles game, um, the 60 yard kick by Jake Elliott. And then obviously the touchdown run by Jalen Hurts to close it all out. I mean, the offensive line came up with a key block to open up space for him. He took it all the way into the end zone um, and was able to seal that win. Uh, in overtime. So again, this team will gut it out and they will make the plays when it matters the most. Um, And I, you know, I think that's something that the 49ers already know. These are two really physical teams um, and then just expect more of that. But I will say exactly what Larry said, um, maybe something to look out for with the Eagles is that they have played a lot of football in the recent days, um, especially with that Monday night game followed up by a Sunday game. So at least expect the wear and tear of of playing that many snaps with the Eagles, but I'm sure they are looking forward to this matchup as much as San Francisco is. And Larry, as the team starts to prepare for this matchup against Philadelphia, what are some of the biggest storylines you're going to be following heading into this contest? Well, I think the 49ers can look internally and just say, guys, we really need to play a clean football game. Philadelphia only had four penalties on a really cold, you know, wet, sloppy day, on a very difficult surface, tough surroundings, and you know, Buffalo had 11 penalties and Philly had 4. So, they're and if you look at the Phillies track record over the last 6 weeks, they're not committing a lot of penalties. So, the 49ers really can't either. And then I think the other angle that you got to remember in this game is that Jalen Hurts did not have a very good first half. So, 
I think the 49ers have to keep their foot on the gas pedal, even if they get a lead in the first half, because Philly has the ability to score fast. And Hertz and the Eagles averaged almost six yards a carry. Um, Hertz can really beat you with designed runs. And I think, you know, the second level speed of Greenlaw and Warner are going to be tested in this game to try to, you know, stay in your rush lanes. Don't give him an obvious rushing avenue because if, if you do, he'll take it. And then when he takes off, you got to be able to close down that space. And that's where Greenlaw and the speed of Greenlaw and Warner, I think, really could make a big impact. All right. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Larry, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First and Ten on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, Peanut Butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of Peanut Butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.